Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the divisional round we just had on Saturday. Great games of football. We'll talk a little bit about the Bengals and the Titans. And then we'll talk, obviously, the 49ers and the Packers because the 49ers still have the Packers number, even with Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Might get some hot takes in there on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Some Jimmy G haters that I discussed before. And probably we'll talk about special teams because I saw a stupidious tweet today about uh, how special teams need to be taken out of football. Some people are just pure and utter idiots. Uh, We're going to discuss all that today on the Coach Steve Show podcast. Right now we are live on YouTube and live on the Facebook page and also live on ColorCast. Go check out ColorCast if you guys want to know what that is. It's an app only for Apple. I think it will come out for Android soon. It's where you can cast games. You could... uh, commentate some games you could have some hot topics debates uh live podcasts like i'm doing now so right now we are live if you're listening to the audio version sorry you're missing the live part but we'll dive into all that so please hit the like button subscribe button on the coach steve show youtube channel if you have color cast go follow the profile and i'll try to follow everyone back that follows and supports it as well because there's tons of people out there uh if you are listening to the audio form, please follow it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Uh, really appreciate it. Podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all. There's, I think there's over 70 podcasts now or so, a bunch of stuff. 
and they're branching out. There's going to be stuff on like movies, TV shows. There's a tons of blogs, great writing on there for people. Yes, there's still blogs. There's still articles. Go read them. Uh, go check all of that. It is bellyupsports.com. So go check all that out. And this podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and it's back to the basics, books, and drills. All you guys out there that are football coaches like me, we're in our off season, but now things are going to ramp up. We got clinics. We're trying to figure out your game plan for the summer and for the season. And if you're like me, you're trying to get simple. You're trying to get back to the basics. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, he has tons and tons of books on football trills, practice planning, game planning, offense, defense, special teams, which is huge. Um, his very first book is over 500 pages of drills. I'm telling you, if you go check out all these books, you'll never have to look up another drill again. I promise you. So go check out CoachStoneFootball.com. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. All right. Like I said, we're live. Uh, on ColorCast, hell of a show name. Thank you. 49ers stole the Packers number. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, naming titles for a podcast, for some reason, sometimes is one of the hardest parts besides the actual, you know, podcasting or commentating or talking about the sport in general. Because it's weird with the algorithm, you got to come up with a good name. And so you try to get a name, it's one of the hardest parts. I'll literally sit there and stare at the computer for minutes on end and go, I wonder why I should title this. Sometimes, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. So we are going to dive in. We're going to get the easy part out of the way before we get into Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and all that stuff. Again, we're live. Actually live. It's not pre-recorded. Live audio version, obviously pre-recorded. So the Bengals battled the 49ers. The Bengals might be a team of destiny. You know, we are one year removed from them not having a good year. Joe Burrow getting hurt. Uh, who knew Joe Burrow when he transferred to LSU in that first year of his that he would be this great quarterback and this great draft pick leading the Bengals into the playoffs, their first one in 30-some years in the playoffs. And, you know, we'll get into, you know, whoever's out there, we get into the debate of do you want a first-round bye? Do you want to keep playing? Uh, because that idiot Nick Wright is saying better than a bye week. That's why he's glad the Chiefs played the Steelers, so that way there's no quote-unquote rust. Some teams don't need that bye week. Some teams do need that bye week. Um, depending on who you are, the Titans needed it because of injuries. You know, they were trying to get, you know, all the wide receivers back. They're tr- you know, then they were going to have their entire offense set up. Um, you know, A.J. Brown coming back. Um all that stuff. So they that's a type of team that needed it. The Chiefs kind of, you know, really didn't need it. Um, but, you know, that whole debate of do we really need the bye week? The Bengals did. They want to keep playing. Um, I mean, you're getting Derrick Henry back, you know, but he was coming back with like pins and metal in his ankle or something, and, and you know, that's not good. But you're trying to get Julio Jones healthy. You're trying to get A.J. Brown, you know, continue to healthy. So, Sometimes people debate that. Do they want to keep playing? Um, do you want that bye week? The bye week provides you no know, rest. It provides you to watch teams and say, okay, this is what they're going to do. And the coaches, you know, they're probably not breaking down each team. You know, the Titans were probably waiting, going, okay, we're going to play the Bengals. You know, who are we going to play? They're not going to break down both teams, but they're going to slowly start to, to figure out. So you get that little extra edge. Uh, but that's a whole big debate. But the Bengals are hot. That's a team that's like we don't we don't want the bye week. We want to play. The Titans needed it. So people saying that the Titans should not have had a bye week and they should have played don't really know because you have these injuries. If they would have played right away, you know they could have gotten hurt. They could have something could have happened. Um, so it is what it is. But the Bengals are on fire right now. They are now ten and set. They were ten seven the regular season. Joe Burrow is just playing lights out. Um, 28-37, 348 yards. Now, he did have the interception. There is no touchdown passes. Um, the Tennessee Titans defense, you know, you're only giving up 19 points. Doing pretty good. But the only thing is Derrick Henry's out looking at himself. You give that guy 20 carries when, he, when he's been out. He's been out. So to give him all those carries – I'm not saying he's that out of shape. There's a difference between being in shape, like we're all going to the gym or we're trying to be healthy and everything else. Um, there, There's a time for that type of it, or there's the NFL type. Okay. That guy was not 100% ready to be in shape. So you're giving that guy the ball 20 times. Now, I know he's a freak. I know that he's very, very good. Um, 
But to give the guy 20 carries is not what you want to do. You know what I mean? Sparingly give him the ball, um, everything else like that. But Ryan Tannehill did not play well. I mean, 15 or 24 for 222 yards, pretty good. You're averaging 9.2 yards completion, good. But I mean, you have a touchdown, great. But you gave the ball back to the Bengals three times with three interceptions. So you're giving them life. You're giving them um, a spark. And I, if you guys go watch fourth and four that has DJ Kelsey and Zach Kyleman off of Belly Up Sports and their own podcast, they have their own show, fourth and four. I got to watch a little bit of it early this morning, and I told them that the Bengals have confidence, and when a team has confidence, they're dangerous, and Kelsey made a good point. He said, is it confidence, or is it, I don't know if he's, I don't think he said dumb confidence, but it's like, you know, they're, uh, they don't really know type of confidence like that. You guys are supposed to lose. You're the Bengals. You're supposed to lose. Um... And so I and I said that's even more dangerous when a team has confidence and doesn't have a care in the world of we're just gonna play. If we win, we win. We lose, we're gonna be pissed off or come back even better next year. And I don't care what type of team you have, because I think the Bengals offensive line is still struggling. That was the big talk last year to try to fix the offensive line. Because Joe Burrow was sacked nine times. Tennessee was bringing the heat to the Bengals. But the problem is when you bring the heat to the Bengals and Joe Burrow and you still lose, there's a problem. That Bengals offense was still moving, you know. They rely on the pass a lot. They were struggling in the run game. But when you complete 28 passes for 348 yards, you're averaging 9.4 yards a completion. That's going to keep you in the game, keep the chains moving, keep Tennessee's offense off the field. But then the Bengals' defense is playing with a little swagger. You know, I think that's what Zach said on his show. They're playing with a little swagger. And that's what the Bengals have right now. I don't care who you are. You get confidence. Now, eventually, you're going to play a team that just has way more talent in the NFL when they've got way more talent than you. That's just what's going to happen. And that's what's going to happen to the Bengals here. They're going to play a team that's going to have crazy amount of talent, whether it's the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Go Buffalo Bills. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hopefully, Buffalo Bills win because of Nick Wright, that bubbling buffoon on Fox Sports. But anyway... I digress from that. You know, that that stuff's going to give me a heart attack. They're going to face a good Bills team or a Chiefs team, and I think that's where it, the road ends. But people are picking them to go to the Super Bowl because of how confident they're playing, how great Joe Burrow is playing. But that offensive line is what's going to kill them, and Joe Burrow cannot continue to get hit nine times. That's a lot of hits that's coming on a quarterback that you cannot have. That, that's too much. That's way too much. But... The age question is the bye week, and we'll get to it again when we get to the 49ers and the, the Packers. The Titans did need that time. Now, I know they were starting to win there, but they needed that time to to, to practice to get Derrick Henry back, but I just think they overused him. But right now the Bengals have that – it's not an idiot's confidence. It's just a swag confidence of – they don't know any better. They don't know any better. You know, Joe Burrow and the, Joe Burrow says that he they expect to be there. Well, nobody expected him to be here. Nobody expected him to make the playoffs. Nobody expected him to win a playoff game. Nobody expected him to win two playoff games. Heading into the championship game to try to play the Chiefs or the Bills, no one expected that. So for him to say that, I mean, that's just a confidence of Joe Burrow because he was at Ohio State and saw how what it took to win. Then he got to LSU, and they won that first year. You know, they got to a bowl game. And then to win the championship, so he understands what winning is. That's all he knows. Uh, he wants to win. He brings that kind of confidence into the locker room. And I'm telling you right now, a team that is confident is one of the most dangerous things you've ever seen in high school, you know, in college, in the pros. It's so dangerous. So I would be scared of the Buffalo, or the Buffalo Bills. I would be scared of them. Of the Bengals. That's a team that is very confident. But how you're going to beat the Bengals is the offensive line. The offensive line struggles a lot. And again, that Titans offense didn't look the same. And that's the gamble with that bye, that bye week. Their defense showed up. I mean, yeah, you gave up the yards, but you're not giving up points. You have to be okay giving up the yards. Um, so the age-old question right now is going to be, are the Bengals a team of destiny? You always seem to have a team that's going to be destiny. You know, uh, speaking of the Packers, which I'll talk about here in a second, years ago when they won the wild card, they made it to the Super Bowl. They were a team of destiny. So every year we have some type of team 
that really isn't supposed to be there, but they get there, and they just... It's a team of destiny, so who's going to beat them? I think the Bills or the Chiefs will get them. Now, if they play the Chiefs, we're root for the Bengals. But where they're going to get hurt is that offensive line. That offensive line is like the Bears. It's just sometimes can be just ferocious. But they get out of jams because Joe Burrow can make throws. Their defense can step up and make plays. I don't know how the Bears beat this team. Joe Burrow throws like three straight interceptions versus the Bears. I have no idea how the Bears pulled this off. But the Bengals are pretty good, but that's how they're going to lose. And I'd be scared right now going in when you're going to see the Buffalo Bills type of defense that is one of the best. And then the Chiefs defense, you might have a chance against the Chiefs defense because they can't stop the run that well. But the Bengals are, right now, they're kind of like the team of destiny right now. Joe Burrow's brought that swagger confidence to him. He's probably smoking 10 cigars every day in the locker room. So... Just watch out for the Bengals. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. If they go against the Chiefs, great. I'll root for the Bengals. But the swagger, when you get a swagger and you get the confidence, I've already said a million times, and I'll say it again, when you get a swagger and you get confidence, that team is going. Going. And and when a team has confidence, everything goes right. Everything goes right. That tight throw into the window between two guys is going to go right through them. It's going to go right through their hands, and they're going to catch it. Um you know, that block, that, you know, that individual block, instead of going two yards down the field, it's going to go four yards down the field. That run that you're hitting them at the line of scrimmage, well, he's going to fall for two or three yards. So that's just what happens when a team gets confident. And on the defensive side, that team that has confidence, they don't have to stunt all the time. They can play straight up. Uh, that, that pass that should be caught by the other wide receiver is going to bounce off their hands and it's going to be an interception. That's the type of thing that happens. The same thing in basketball when a team gets confident. That basketball hoop, you know, instead of being the little circle, it's going to move out huge it's going to be like shooting a ping pong ball into that basket you know what i mean or it's shooting like um, a blow up ball into the pool that's what it looks like a basketball so in football it's the same thing when a team gets confident just things are going to happen things are going to happen that you don't know things are not going to go right for you personally on your team so that's just what happens um so congratulations to the Bengals. uh they're moving on who knew they were going to do this i didn't unless you were a diehard Bengals fan and every year you say we're going all the way because everybody says that about their team. We're going all the way. Well, you're not. I don't think you will. But this may be the farthest they go. But this is a great thing to build on on, to build on. But they have to fix that offensive line. That offensive line is just the Bears' offensive line might be better. But good lord, that that it's bad. It's pretty bad. Um, and then also for the Bengals to step up on defense when you're the 18th in the regular season. They were number 18 in the NFL in defense. So for them to step up like that, because Tennessee had the 12th. So, I mean, good for them. Um, then we move on to the next game. This is the game everybody wants to talk about. That's why the title I have is 49ers to have the Packers number. The Packers cannot beat the 49ers in the playoffs. It And every team, I believe, has that one team they just can't beat in the playoffs, you know. There's always that team that's going to be their kryptonite. And for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, it's been the 49ers. They have a formula that can get to the Packers. But a lot's going to be said here. And I might be all over the place. And I apologize. I have notes here. But you know how it is. Sometimes things just pop in your head. So the 49ers. This game may not have been great to some people. Some people might have been fantastic. Um, I thought it was an okay game. Would love to have seen more points scored. Uh, obviously, we'd love to see the points scored, but you'd like to see a game where both teams are pretty even here. Um, you know, the 49ers come away 13-10. to 10. I do believe, you know, for some reason, this didn't click with me while the game was on. They didn't score a touchdown. San Francisco didn't score a touchdown. So, to me, that says a lot about their defense. That says a lot about their special teams. Now, their offense, that shows they're maybe kind of struggling, but here's the thing. The Packers' defense started to get better, and one thing that I really didn't understand was people said, well, with this defense being healthy and this and that, you should be able to stop them. The defense did its job. Again, you gave up 13 points. Now, I know they came down and did a winning field goal with Robbie Gold, which, again, Bears, why you got rid of him, I have no idea. Uh, But the Bears don't make, you know, they don't make good choices. You know, Robbie Gold's still playing. Playing at a high level. But I saw things about the Packers' defense. In the regular season, the Packers struggled on defense. 
Now they got better as the year went on. They are they were number nine statistically for defense. So to me, that's not bad. That's not bad. You know, I know the Bears number six, but you're you're number nine, but you have that offense on behind you. You know, you know that if something happens, you have that type of offense. Now I believe there's we'll talk we'll talk the next phase. So people that are talking about well. The Packers had to get healthy. They, they, you know, there was times they have not been healthy on offense. There's times they have not healthy on defense. But they were coming in healthy. The Packers were another team to that argument of they needed this bye week. They needed to relax. Aaron Rodgers has the toe. Some of their defensive guys were banged up. The offensive line was banged up. So they needed that time, and they kind of want to relax and be able to watch football and kind of see what other teams are doing and all that that fun stuff. So that that's again another team that needed a bye week. So I. The argument of do you want to keep playing and not keep playing, it depends on what type of team you are. Um, if you have just a couple guys banged up and you're you're okay, then you don't want the bye week. Um, but if you're a team that is pretty healthy uh, or you're, you need more guys to get healthy and you just need that extra you know week to kind of relax and not do too much to get them healthy, okay, the Packers were that team. And you're at home field, you have the snow and everything. So the, this this should have been for the Packers. I knew it would be a close game. I just wouldn't know the 49ers wouldn't score a touchdown. But to see people posting about how the the Packers defense didn't play well, you held the team to freaking 13 points. That That's putting your team in a situation. So I think that's going to be – this is a quick, short topic. The Packers did their job. The defense did their job. I mean, you gave up 10 points, game-winning field goal, whatever, but you did your job. You're the team. If you only give up 13 points, you're putting your team in a position to win the game. That, that that's just what it is. You're putting them in the situation to win the game. So quit saying that the Packers defense is the reason why this happened. Now the Packers offense struggled. They marched down the field and score, and then they didn't do it again. You know they had to kick a field goal. The Packers offense struggled. Now I'm. A Bears fan, so watching Bears fans, they they were rooting for this. They were rooting for this. This was a tough game for me because I did a whole thing on Jimmy G and the haters for Jimmy G. Obviously, went to EIU with him, helped out spring ball with him. So I've had I got to talk to him a handful of times to Jimmy G. But I've become an Aaron Rodgers fan. Bears fans don't like that. They don't like Aaron Rodgers not one bit. They want to see him lose. I'm not saying I like the Packers. You know, if Packers lose, it's whatever. But I've become a fan of Aaron Rodgers. Over the last couple years, like, okay, I respect him. Okay, I've, you know, become a fan. Especially when he's joined Pat McAfee's show and you kind of see him of of exactly who he is. And then the amount of hate he's got over the last few months, I've become more of a fan. I, be, I just just like the dude. The What he says, he says what he wants to say, like the dude. So I've become a fan of his. So I uh, secretly kind of root for them to win or just for him to play well. But then... You know, wanting Jimmy G to kind of do well, too, because of the hate that Jimmy G has got. They're saying he's not the quarterback. He's not that good. There's a reason why Bill Belichick wants to keep him in New England. There's a reason why they had him in New England in the first place. There's a reason why he's been the quarterback for the team to get them to the Super Bowl. There's a reason why this year when they've talked about trading him, and it happened to be versus the Bears, he said screw it and just started to play well. And he's been really, really banged up. He's torn something in his hand. He's got knee issues. He's got ankle issues. He has the throwing thumb issues. So he's going out there saying, I'm going to play for this team. I'm going to get everything I've got and be hurt. And that's great. That's the type of leader quarterback you want. Okay. Like, I'm tired of that thing about Jimmy G. Okay. And I said that because Jimmy G's haters, like the calling cowards of the world, and everything else. Some of these guys that talk about Jimmy G saying he's not a good quarterback and and this and that. Well, I'm not saying he's this huge elite quarterback, but sometimes you have to have a quarterback on the team that's going to do just enough to do just enough to help you win. Okay. Take the Bears, for example. The Bears were always like that, and then they finally had Jake Cutler, who's a guy that could win games for you, and they, they screwed it up. Look at the even the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer was not this huge, huge, great. I mean, no offense to him, but statistically, if you guys want to keep talking about statistics, that guy was just a quarterback that did just enough for the offense to keep them in the game and move the ball around. Their defense led that to that Super Bowl. The Bears, to get to the Super Bowl, 
Rex Grossman was a quarterback that just just did just enough to to keep them in the game and to compete and to get to the Super Bowl, put them in a position just to win the Super Bowl. Okay. The Bears. I know I'm sticking with the Bears, but that's my team. You look at 2018. Mr. Trubisky was the quarterback that did just enough to win games in the regular season and did just enough to put them in a position to try to win the NFC and get to the Super Bowl. They were there. They were close. Jimmy G is that type of quarterback. There will be games where he'll come out and just ball out, throw for a bunch of yards, get a couple touchdowns and everything else. Then there's games where they're going to say, hey, you're just going to complete some short passes. We're going to try to hand the ball off and just do just enough, do just enough to keep us in this game. That's what Jimmy G is all about. That's all it is. So people that come out and say that Jimmy G is not this good quarterback and everything else, well, those are the people that are trying to look at it from a perspective of, is this Tom Brady? Is this Aaron Rodgers? Is this... But these are the people that never played football, probably. These are the people that have never coached football and don't understand this. You can be a good quarterback and not be this Peyton Manning, this Tom Brady, this Aaron Rodgers. You could be, you want to talk about system quarterback, that might be Jimmy G. Okay. Tom Brady's proven that he's just a good quarterback. We talk about system, good quarterback. Okay. When we talk about offenses, it's not even a system, it's an offense. How do you handle the offense? How do you do this? That's Jimmy G. He did it with the Patriots when Tom Brady was suspended, he won games. He won games in the preseason. Then he goes to the 49ers, and he still does okay. He's not putting up this 300 passing yards a game. But by God, in this offense, they figured out, okay, this is what he can do. This is what we're going to do to win. Shanahan has done a great job with that. So good Lord. Okay. So in this Packers game, it's cold. He has some torn in his hand. Trey Lance isn't the guy. That's not the guy you want to put in. That's a wasted draft pick. So you're going to keep him in there. You're going to try to do what you do. And he did just enough to keep him in the game. Now, they didn't score any offensive touchdowns, but the run game wasn't there. Pass game wasn't there. So it's not just him. So that's why I'm, I'm tired of that. And then just talking about the 49ers in general, they've been banged up for about a year and a half. Ever since Super Bowl, they've all been banged up. Because the run game wasn't there. Mitchell had 53 yards rushing. Samuel had 39 yards rushing. So it wasn't like they were blowing everybody out of the water with, with the run. Um... He spread the ball around in his 131 pass yards. Kittle had 63. Samuel, running back, had 44. Mitchell, running back, had 18. So, I mean, he just passed it around a little bit. They were taking time off the clock. That's what they're going to do. It was an ugly slugfest. So that part frustrates. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Now, the Packers, they drive down the field and score, then they don't do it again, okay? Now, this I am a fan of Aaron Rodgers, but this is a knock on Aaron Rodgers. It's the playoffs. He and Brent, It's something about the Green Bay Packers. Brent Favre did the same thing. Wins the Super Bowl, sometimes got to the playoffs, wins a lot of regular seasons. I mean, same knock on Peyton Manning. I know he got a couple, uh, got a couple Super Bowls. But same type of thing. So the knock on Aaron Rodgers is he's only won one Super Bowl. When he gets into this playoffs, they don't don't do too hot. It is a knock on Aaron Rodgers. But do they realize one thing I'm kind of shocked about that people didn't realize is that the 49ers had the number three ranked defense in the NFL. They only give up 103 yards rushing. They only give up 310 yards a game. They only give up 103 on the ground. They only give up four yards a rush. They give up 206 through the air. 
They had 48 sacks on the year. Uh, they hold teams 40% on third down. Other teams only have the ball for 29 minutes. They give up 21.5 points a game. The number one defense statistically is the Buffalo Bills. So San Francisco is number three. So to these people that say, well, this, this, and that, I mean, number three defense in the NFL. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it's the playoffs. Now, one thing the Packers did, I thought they should have done a little more of, is run the ball. But offensive guys, sometimes we fall into this, you know, defensive coordinators know this. Now, in the NFL, maybe not so much, but I know in high school and college, defensive coordinators know that most offensive guys are not going to call the same thing over and over, even if it's working. Because they outsmart themselves and they say, well, if the defense does this or the defense is probably going to do this, well, in reality, maybe the defense didn't do anything to adjust. So they were just like, we're just going to keep doing this. We're going to try to force the ball. We're going to try to force this pass. We're going to try to do this. We're going to try to do that. I think that's what the Packers were doing. Um, Aaron Jones had 41 yards rushing, but by God, he had the most receiving yards too. That's another problem. Devontae, he had 129 receiving yards. Like, good Lord. But I think if you have Aaron Rod- like uh, the same type of thing with the Bears, I think you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield, and they're worried about A.J. Jones. You know, you move out to the slot and receiving. I think A.J. Dillon could have got you some yards. He had 25 yards, 30.6 yards. I think they should have ran the ball a little more. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, not a bad game. 20 of 29, 225 yards. Average almost eight yards of completion, but he had no touchdowns. But he had no interceptions. But the offensive line allowed him to get sacked five times, and that takes the sail out of your or the wind out of your sail. So offensive line struggled. I think they could have tried to run the ball a little more, which would help Aaron Rodgers help out the pass a little more. We don't really know the toe situation. Um, he claimed he was okay on Pat McAfee's show. Who knows exactly what you know if he's just going to say that or not. But again, the, Pat, the the 49ers have a really, really good defense. Really good defense. And again, if the Packers win, they're going to play the, the winner of the Rams and the Bucks. So if the Packers would have pulled off this win... Tampa Bay has the 13-ranked defense, and the Rams have 17. So if the Packers could have pulled this off, they would face a lower-ranked defense and probably have a little bit more success because that's how the 49ers' formula is going to work if they play the Buccaneers or the Rams is their defense. Their defense is what helps them stay in games and with Jimmy G doing just enough. But they have a formula with the Packers. Be physical with Devonta Adams. Have another guy over there. They can have their just four guys up front get pressure. When you sack Aaron Rodgers four times, that's what it is. So when the 49ers can have the dude. See, that's the thing people don't. They just look at Aaron Rodgers and say, well, Aaron Rodgers didn't score the ball. Look at the 49ers defense. They have dudes. They've been banged up this year. And while they're banged up, they get to number three statistically in the NFL. So, yes, I am not totally shocked that the Green Bay Packers only had 10 points. I'm kind of a little bit, you know, I'm expecting 17 or more. But the fact that they only scored 10 is not overly shocking because of the defense of the 49ers. They are physical. They are hard-hitting. They come downhill. Mike's money plays on ColorCast says, Rodgers losing broke my heart. Yeah, um, at the beginning I said, I'm a Bears fan. So, yes, um, seeing the Packers lose necessarily doesn't hurt my soul at all. But over the years, I've respected Aaron Rodgers. I hate him when the Bears play him. But then outside of that, I don't really, you know, do much. Over the And then over the last year, I've become a big fan. The hate he got over the offseason. I love him on Pat McAfee's show because you get to really see Aaron Rodgers of who he is. Some of the hate he's got, I've defended him on. So I've become like a quote-unquote fan of his. But I went to school with Jimmy G. Helped out spring ball at EIU while he was there. So it was, this was a hard one for me. But I'm not overly shocked at the 49ers and what they did on defense. Um, I still think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. I do think they need to have two MVPs. I think they need to have a playoff MVP or whatever if they can do that. And then a regular season MVP, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. There's no question. Don't give it to Tom Brady. You know, people might if he wins today. Um, But it is what it is. So the 49ers defense... Did exactly what I needed to do. Jimmy G haters just need to stop. Just stop. Just because he's not throwing 300 yards, just stop. He does enough to keep them in the game. They win games. They got to the Super Bowl. He's been banged up. He's playing with these injuries to prove that he can play. I would love to see him go back to the Packers or the Patriots. I don't think they will, but I would love to. I'd love to see him get healthy, you know, and have 
this big system of Bill Belichick, I think he would do pretty well. Um, moving on to my next topic before I get to the big one of Aaron Rodgers on special teams. I saw another um, stupidity tweet. Um, yeah, Mike's Mike's money plays said agreed. Jimmy is a ball player and he does everything he needs to do to win those close games. Yes, again, people go by statistics. People go by a lot of things that I think statistics have a part to play in sports, but we can't really rely on every single thing. So the big knock from like the Colin Cowards of the world, that idiot Nick Ryan and Fox of the world, Shannon Sharps and the Skip Bayless where they say Jimmy G is the reason why they lose games. Jimmy G is the reason why they don't win games. Jimmy G is an offensive guy where you have to build the offense to do things around him. And he will do the things to keep you in games. I I compare it to the Bears of 2006 where Rex Grossman did just that. I compare it to all that, you know, where you have this great defense. You're going to ask him to do some things. He can do some of those things, but he also is a game manager. They're predicated on running the football. They're predicated on play action. They're predicated on wide zone. They're predicated on short passes. That's what Jimmy G is. Um, But I did see another stupidious post on social media today. Now, I think people put some of these up there. Just, you know, people want to talk just to be heard. This person's name is NFL data analyst Harrison P. Kent fourth. I don't know exactly what he is about analytics or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like his pinned tweet is just because I've never played football formally in or a pickup style does not mean I don't understand the sport on a deeper level than you do. To be blunt, I'm very likely far more intelligent than you are. My analytical abilities outweigh your on the field experience right there tells you everything. That's the first thing he's put on his profile. This, this right here. Good Lord. Yes. There are people out there that have never played basketball, never played football, Anything like that. That's what makes this this so great for like a color cast thing, a podcast. You can give your ability. You can give thoughts. But when, but analytics is not the whole freaking sport. That's an insult to people that play it. That's an insult to people who coach it. Analytics have something to do with it. Numbers have things to do with it. But there's also a beauty of coaching it and seeing certain situations and understanding how to handle it. There's a beauty of playing the game and being in the situation and being this athlete and, and being able to do that. So that should tell you the first thing of this guy. So then, um, Lewis Riddick, who I think the Bears should hire as GM, he's one of them, says, I love how some are... T- this is how it started. Lewis Riddick put, I love how some are like, if it wasn't for special teams, well, guess what? It's a three-phase game every week. You just don't care about it until it bites you in the blank or wins you the game, but it's always plays a role in every win or loss. Yes, football, and I'm at fault. I need to do more on this podcast on special teams. Football is a three-phase game. It's offense, defense, special teams. Special teams is the biggest one because what starts every single game? A special teams. It's kickoff. Okay. You want it now in the NFL, it's easy. They they kick out of the end, out of the end zone probably 95% of the time. So you start them on their own 25. They get you in a good spot. Onside kicks get you the ball back to try to win the game. There's a special teams. Okay. Punting. Fake punts move the ball. That's that's special teams. Okay. You punt the ball to pin them down. To because when you look at starting positions, most teams that have bad starting positions don't score as quickly, don't score as much. That's special teams. Punt return. Devin Hester was a punt return machine. That's special teams. That's a huge spark. What happened in the Super Bowl? Not only didn't win, but that's special teams. Field goals are a huge part. That is points. That marches down and wins you the game. A punt block changes momentum. To watch a game to just be offense or defense would be boring. So then this guy continues to say, he responds to this, and I saw this. Special teams is a foolish part of the game that ought to be eliminated. Allowing poorly skilled players who seldom set foot on the field to decide the outcome of a game is non-essential. Then he says, to the angered special teamers, perhaps if you worked harder, you would start on either offense or defense and not be used for special teams. Obviously, this excludes kickers and punters who simply lack the athleticism to excel in any other position. Again, this guy's name, if you're looking for him, 
Uh, Harrison P. Kent is his Twitter name. Go find him. You'll see NFL data and analyst Harris P. Kent the fourth. So the biggest idiot award outside of Nick Wright goes to this guy. Special teams is a huge part. It's a huge part of the game. It's an essential part of the game. Huge part of this game. Now, have I put stupid stuff on there, out there? Absolutely, I have. Absolutely, I have. But not that. Why special teams? A football game would be so boring to watch an offense <laughs> score. And then like, okay, let's turn around, put the ball in the 20, watch the other team on offense and put our defense back out there. Or when it's fourth down, what do you do when it's on fourth down? You go for it and they get the ball right. Go play fucking flag football then. Do you know what I mean? Like, what kind of stupidiness is of this? Special teams doesn't get enough credit. He talks about to play better. You realize that, hmm, well, NFL maybe not so much. But in high school and colleges, you see a lot of the starters out there on special teams. Uh, Nick Saban believes in putting starters out there. Um, NFL, I believe they're in the NFL for a reason, and they're athletes. Hmm. I believe backup wide receivers that still rotate on offense are on special teams. Hmm. I guarantee you'll see some linebackers in there on there. Hmm. Why do you want linebackers and wide receivers on your special teams? Well, linebackers can tackle, so you don't give up a, the big return. Uh, wide receivers are pretty fast to catch the ball on punt returns. Hmm. Maybe you want them out there. So special teams is a big part of this game. Uh Go tell Steve Weatherford, who was the punter and kicker with the New York Giants, that he's not athletic. Have you seen how big that guy is, how ripped he is, his workouts? Good Lord. So they're not athletic. Can you go kick a football? Can you punt a football? Hmm. No, you can't. That takes work ethic. That You do have to have a bit of athleticism. You have to work out. You have to do drills in order to kick the football, you idiot. So people that put down special teams are idiots. It's a, a crucial part of this game. It can determine winning or losing. And people like him who never played football. Now, there's some people out there that have never played the game. But have been around it to see enough of it. That know some things. Now, Nick Wright doesn't know anything. But there's some that have been. And I can respect them. But I also trust people that have coached it and played it and seen it firsthand. That don't just trust analytics. Analytics is a part of it. You see it all the time. Well, statistically, if we don't do this, this will happen. Statistically, if we go for it on fourth down and it's this, you know, whatever. Are you crazy? This blumbering idiot. I want to read that again for people to realize how big of a blumbering idiot this is. Special teams is a foolish part of the game that ought to be eliminated. Allowing poorly skilled players who suddenly set foot on the field to decide outcome of a game is non-essential. To all the angered special teamers, perhaps if you worked harder, you would start on either offense or defense and not be used for special teams. Obviously, this includes kickers and punters who simply lack the athleticism to excel in any other position. Stupidity is what's wrong with a lot of things, especially in this world. I want to get that off my chest. I saw that and I said, I gotta put this guy on blast. The, the most idiotic tweet of the day goes to that guy. I should report him and get him off Twitter. That's just ridiculous, man. That's just ridiculous. All right, moving on to the last part is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has taken a lot of heat this year for him going away in the offseason. Now I know if he's going to play for the Packers or not. He didn't like how things were going. Didn't like some things that were happening in the organization, in the office, and everything else. But he came back to play. And people out there, probably including myself, we discussed, like, who could he play for? Some people out there were, you know, putting out these stories. And he laughed at it. And he goes, nobody's talked to me about these stories. Like, it's not true. And so he just kind of sat back and laughed. And then beyond Pat McAfee's show, he says some things people didn't like. And, you know, then we could talk about the medical status and all that. But to me, that's just ridiculous. Like, why ask him the question? Um, he said an answer. He should have followed up with it. Um, he didn't lie. He told the NFL exactly how his status was. But they wanted to make a point. Say, we'll find you $10,000. $10,000 he makes every minute. That does not bother him. 
Um, but then, you know, he comes out and loses this game. And all over you see, well, he's immunized versus the playoffs. People are so happy that he lost because of off-the-field stuff. That's why that one guy didn't vote for him because of off-the-field issues. And it's not even issues. It's just something they don't like of him personally. Like, are you kidding me? Like, why? Worry about the football stuff. He'll be the first one to tell you that he may not have done enough to win the game for them. Uh, he could be the first one to tell you on offense they didn't step up, that the 49ers defense kicked their butt. That, that's exactly what he's going to tell you. But people really wanted to watch him lose because of this whole thing that's happening in the world. And I can't say too much of it because of all being on YouTube and all that stuff. They'll hear the words and I'll get in trouble. But that's why people want him to lose. And then all of a sudden people talk about how not good he is. Yes, the, the, the playoff thing haunts him. That's something that haunts him. But guess what? It's haunted Peyton Manning. And it's haunted other good quarterbacks that haunted Brent Favre. The only quarterback it really doesn't seem to really affect is Tom Brady. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, it haunted a little bit. I know he's got the two Super Bowls, but it haunted him a little bit. Um, There's been times the Packers have gotten into the playoffs because they play the NFC North, which is always not the best, but they win a lot. And then you quickly realize, okay, they have offensive line issues or sometimes, that you know, defensive issues. And it just happens. You know, another team plays harder. And then I just think this year Aaron Rodgers really relied on these throws he made that were Brent Favre-esque, and then it just didn't go that way last night. Um, you know, he got a lot of pressure, offensive line to that. But people wanted to hate him because of off-the-field stuff. And it's not like the off-the-field stuff where he got a DUI. It's off-the-field stuff where it was, you know, hurting somebody. It was a medical status, and people hated it. People hate that he goes on Pat McAfee's show and talks. It's just a show. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. I still think you need to watch Pat McAfee's show. It's the best sports show out there. But man, like, just don't listen to it then. Just don't listen to the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays when you're listening to his podcast and Aaron Rodgers coming up, skip ahead, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And you'll be fine. Um, so people just want to hate to be hate. People want to talk to be heard, like the guy about special teams. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks we have ever seen in our lifetime. But when they lose, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. It's the team. If the offensive line didn't do much, he didn't do enough. The wide receivers didn't do enough. The play calling didn't do enough. I think they should have ran the ball more. But people hate Aaron Rodgers because of what happened off the field. Um, And then people are going after him because of the cancel culture thing. Like he wore the hoodie that says cancel culture. Talked about it. They're going after him for that. Like people just want to argue about him to argue about him. People don't try to talk to him. I would love to talk to Aaron Rodgers in person. Because I could have the conversation. Maybe we might disagree on something. Maybe agree on everything. But people that put this out there don't want to have the conversation with them. People out there just want to say they're right and say he's wrong. People want to go out there and say he shouldn't say this or do this. Um, I know Bears fans are going after him. And that's just, uh, I'm okay with the Bears fans going after him because of being the Packers. I'm okay seeing the Packers lose, but not Aaron Rodgers. And so we'll do a whole other podcast about like maybe where Aaron Rodgers can go next. Would he be with the Packers? Well, 49ers get rid of Jimmy G and get Aaron Rodgers, which it would be a huge upgrade. Um, when he pull Matthew Stafford, go out there to the sunny state. Well, that's Florida. Go out to California and, you know, play on that team and maybe try to win a Super Bowl, be in a position to win a Super Bowl? Possibly. Who knows? But to hate Aaron Rodgers for something off the field that's not, you know, killing any, you know, he didn't shoot anybody, you know, God forbid he didn't rape anybody, God forbid – he didn't get a DUI and wreck into something. Like, he didn't do any of that. Like, remember the Barstool Fund? He gave $500,000 to that thing for the businesses. Like, he does things for people outside of football. Oh, you didn't like that in the offseason that he went on vacation for a while, got away from football? Because football takes a lot out of you. You are in the playoffs. You are getting to this NFC Championship game <clears throat> every other year. You know, now they move the game to 17 regular seasons. Um, the amount of toll it takes on your brain. Because when you listen to him talk about football, the amount that he has to memorize and he could tell you, you know, when this play happened and this play happened and this play happened, that's a lot. That takes a lot on your memory. And then taking hits, he wanted an entire offseason. He thought the OTA stuff didn't make sense. He didn't want to do it. He thought it was good for the younger guys. But for him, he knows what's going on. He knows LaFour's offense. He did fine. Like, So they didn't like him for that. They didn't like some of the stuff he says because he's speaking his mind on maybe how the NFL does stuff like that. 
He and he'll straight up tell you he doesn't want you to think one way or the other. He's just telling you his opinion because if you could say this, you could say this. And he's not getting hugely political like a LeBron James is and everything else. And he talks about how well educated he is on the topic before he talks about it, which is great. So people just hate Aaron Rodgers for the wrong reasons. You should hate him because he's a Packer, like the Bears fans do. They hate him because he's a Packer. Hate him for that reason. But he's not the reason why they lost the game last night. It's a team thing. That's why special teams is important. Defense is important. The offense didn't do enough. The whole offense. He'll take the blame, but not the entire blame. Um, but yes, he should have done a little more. Football's different than basketball. Um, but yeah, so that's my little thing on Aaron Rodgers. We won't say certain words because we know how that will roll. Um, so yeah, uh, so the 49ers move on. They're going to wait today to see if they're going to play the Rams or the Buccaneers. Uh, the Bengals move on. Um, they're going to wait to see who they're going to play. Um, the Chiefs or the Bills, uh, rooting for the Bills. We'll not do a preview. We'll just do a post one. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about, you know, when we get to the Final Four and then we get to the Super Bowl, we'll just do all that. Um, so that wraps this up. Um, thank you, anybody who watched um, or listened. Um, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the like button, the subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. The podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast, so please follow it, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend. Um, follow it on ColorCast if you have Apple and you can download the ColorCast app on your phone. Go follow that as well. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Um, hope you guys enjoy some football. Um, hope you guys can appreciate some special teams a little more. Um, but this has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and until next time, this has been Coach Steve. We are out of here. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.